Americans are desperately searching for a killer, accused of going on a rampage. The search for a possible serial killer. An urgent manhunt for a man authorities believe is behind a triple killing spree. Police here speculating that a possible serial killer may have struck again. Told her to get out of the car, and that's when she became afraid, and then I shot her. Welcome to Jesse Wiseman's Crime Corner. Yeah! We have our the the class the classic mustache trio back together again. The <laughs> band's back together. Yeah. Coop, we've missed you. I've missed you guys too. You um you took some deserved and needed time off. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a little bit of a roller coaster lately. But sorry, I've got I've got my dog here with me, and she's making a bit of noise, so if anybody hears that in the background, that's that's just her being a little bitch. Yeah, it's not your dog at home, which I know you have, guys. Mm. Every one of you. <laughs> it's actually the dog that's here. Yeah, the dog that's sitting right next to me. But yeah, I had a little bit of a roller coaster lately and decided that I'm going to start doing a lot of shrooms and listening to Joe Rogan, so that's my new per- personality now. I oh, love that. that. Which, by the way, have you guys heard about the pyramids? Fucking 33 but million you blocks. Away. You moved away from Austin. So why are you keeping that personality type? I need to keep a little piece of Austin with me. <laughs> that and like he could start a new Austin just like Rogan did. Yeah, down, right? down in Bernie, Build Texas. Build some pyramids in your backyard. <laughs> I like that. Right? I'm into it. Rogan was Rogan and then he came to Austin and was like, hey, fuck all you guys. It's Rogan town now. Mm-hmm. It has become Yeah, that Rogan guy has been... Taken over the goddamn city. He really has. Yeah. The mothership has really been monopolizing yeah. the comedy scene downtown. In a way, it blew up comedy, but at the same time, it destroyed it. This, mm-hmm. Just like an alien would. Mm-hmm. Have either or one of you like guys been McDonald's. there yet? like a McDonald's. What? Have either one of you guys been there yet? Not no. yet. Yeah, I haven't been there yet either. I bet it's amazing. I bet, I bet once I go, I'll be it's like, be. yep. I bet it's gay. Ooh, <laughs> you would, dude. You would. Shots fired. Yeah, I know. You better watch out because Rogan is a avid Crime Corner listener. <laughs> he will come for you. Am I right, Rogie? <laughs> My buddy Rogie, oh, dude. Not even just on a first name basis. No, no, no. We have Nikki, Nikki names. <laughs> <laughs> even your nicknames have nicknames. That's how we well you two know each Nikki other. names different. This is the thing we have. You Rogi, know what I mean? Dude. Rogie, dude. Rogie, pogie. Oh God. Uh, oh God. I'm a cowboy, baby. <laughs> Was I supposed to No, there's no uh there's no list today. There's no list okay. today. We had a one star that um well, I think we're just gonna name it Maggie. Yep. Maggie Maggie goes to prison, right? Maggie goes to prison's what it what it's named. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to that one. It's, it's a good. really good one. Is it? We end up going down. I mean, it can't a... be that good because I wasn't here, but it's a decent Yeah, no, no. We did what we could. <laughs> we did what we could. But um, the, we basically just, like, roasted this one lady. Didn't mean to. But, like, we were doing, pr- were we doing prisons. Yeah, it started with prisons started and, with and prison police Yelp reviews. Wait, there's Yelp reviews of prisons? Dude, there's Yelp reviews. What the fuck? Drunk, Drunk tanks. tanks no way. Yelp reviews of prisons, DMV, like all the places where you go like, what the fuck? And so it's that type of person that will review, review a prison, a prison. right? <laughs> was an, it was Maggie. 
And we <laughs> went on her rabbit, like we just started reading all of her reviews and she is a very specific, interesting gal. And um, it was really good. Yeah, definitely lesbian. Her picture, her Yelp picture, you know, you can have a profile. The mask from Saw. <laughs> what? <Yeah>. So, <laughs> you know, she's that lady. But uh, today we have a crime corner. We're back. We back okay. with the crime corner. And we're doing a ripped from the headlines, right? Very recent. Very, very, recent, very recent. Ripped okay. from the headlines. You may have heard it, but you only heard headline. You didn't hear like any of the real story or what is going on with it. So, so we have the first. inside scoop on. Yeah. yeah. We're going deep. Sick. It's a real flashy headline, but we're going to go real deep into it. Um, and I don't know if I've ever done a story on anyone that was worse at murder. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, not very good at it. Some of these, some of these people get it right away. Anyway. Um, Corey Richens. Okay. It's a real bad name. Um, it's a spelled terribly too. spelled horribly, like not anything like you think it's spelled. It's the worst, uh, name ever. So Corey Richens is the story that we're doing. And, uh, you guys, I'm sure will give us the titles (laughs) afterwards. From rags to Richens. There, boom. There, boom. Done. Beat that. (laughs) Um, All right. So let's talk about Eric Richens. Okay. Um, Eric Richens was what many would call the ideal husband. Okay. He was kind, hardworking, and a dedicated father to his three children. He was born in 1982. What? In Bountiful, Utah. Um, bountiful is the name of the city. Yeah. Not like saying, oh, bountiful, beautiful. Bountiful, Utah. beautiful, luscious Utah. Hey, boy, you need to wait to try Eric okay? grew up hunting and fishing in the countryside. His passion for hunting led him to take multiple trips to Africa to slaughter the local wildlife. So, if you're getting an idea of maybe what this guy's like, um, when he wasn't busy collecting trophies from his hunting trips, Eric spent his free time working on his parents' ranch. Um, he was a classic example of a good old country country boy. So clearly, See, this is he was this a is her cowboy. boy baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is a uh, Corey's husband that we're going into. Okay. Okay. Um, in 2005, Eric met a woman named Julie, and he t- and the two fell in love. They were soon married and made plans to start a family of their own. Uh, these people are Mormon. I think I just need to like say that. Get that out of the way. At the yeah, top. just because like I think people know how I feel about that, anyways. So I'm just gonna like throw it out. Wait, what do you mean? Mormons. You have a problem with Mormons? Don't love them. It is what it is. Okay. I mean, it's a religion. What what religion is like lovable? Amazing, right? Uh, that's a good question. I can't think of any off the top of my head. I mean, Catholics seem to have some fun. They drink booze at their church services. Yeah, and like if kids. I was going to be any, like for the parties alone, I think Catholic or the Jews kill it, dude. Oh, yeah. I mean, what do you mean by Shabbat? The Jews kill it. 
<laughs> oh, look at how many holidays they have every year. So it's many like they holidays. Get every other day off work. So many fun, like family dinners, always with some t- type of wine, right? Some mm-hmm. type of drink. Some Manischewitz. Yeah, they're not afraid of Isn't like adding alcohol to all traditions, which I love. I can totally get behind that. Yeah. I'm down for all the holidays. All the holidays? That they have. They have oh, like the a Jew, thousand. Yeah. The Jew holidays. Should yeah, we yeah, convert yeah. to Judaism? I'm down. Yeah. I'll, I'll do it if you guys do it. Yeah. I think it'd be a good business move. Do you get jumped in? <laughs> would it be a good business move? <laughs> no, um, you have to chop the tip of your penis off. That's, that's the way that they jump you into the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did that already. Yeah. You have to do two uh, circumcisions as an adult. Cool. Yeah. They love it. Um, so yeah, so I, I'm, I'm guessing Julie as well. I know Eric and his family, Mormon, Julie, Julie, probably Mormon, fell in love. They were soon married and made plans to start a family of their own. And you know, in the Mormon faith, you got to have 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric had opened, what was that? Hmm? What just turned off? Is it okay? Something turned off. Okay. A yeah. light turned off. Um, Eric, at this point, had opened his own masonry business, which brought in a healthy income for him and his wife. Um, Masonry, by the way, big bucks. I never thought that masonry would be that lucrative of a business. In a weird way, it's like you kind of need it for every home build, and then it's also this, like, luxury item. So, like, oh, I need, you know, a flower bed, or, oh, I need, like... You know, anything done with a stone wall or walkway or anything. And so they can it, you charge so much because it's like part luxury. Oh, shit. I'm in the wrong business. I know. We're all in the wrong business. <laughs> <laughs> Let's all become Jewish masons. Dude, yeah. right? we yeah. cool in it. <laughs> what would we call our, um, our business? Jewish masons. Uh, Jewish That's mason, a bit uh, of a, an ox. I mean, um, rocks and latkes. Yeah, know, yeah, kind of, yeah, kind of yeah. Yeah, rocks and locks. Ooh, or rock, rocks the, and locks. Yeah, I, yeah, I like that even because yeah. it, it could also be locks like you put on a bagel. Yep. Yep. Nice. <laughs> a Jew bagel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, all think, bagels are think, Jew bagels. Yeah, I think they all are. Oh, yeah, okay. what are you talking about? Okay, just. Sadly, though, trying to learn. Sadly, <laughs> tragedy struck. Joel, <laughs> get it together. Sadly, tragedy struck in 2011 when Julie was killed in a car accident. What? And you said this was like actually pretty bad. She was rear-ended, and then her car burst into flames. Mm-hmm. She couldn't get out. She got she got barbecued. Damn, bro, burned alive. Gnarly, right? Although heartbroken, Eric was able to move on and find love once again, obviously later. It wasn't really soon after. Yeah, a little while later, a few years. Like a few years days. later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A few years. A few years later. Okay. Um, when Eric was 30. When Eric was 30 years old, he met his future wife, Corey Darden. Gosh, her name just never, it never was good. Yeah, both last names. Never and I, was good. We got to throw it out there that her name is spelled K-O-U-R-I. Ugh. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of the name Corey in the I first place, her. but if you if you spell it like a hippie, I I hate it even more. Actually, if you see her, she's pretty cute. She's cutie. Oh yeah, she was she's a cute. she was a pretty lady. Yeah. Um. So when Eric was 30 years old, he met his future wife Corey 
Darden. The two met when Corey was actually a cashier at Home Depot. And Eric would come in for his many construction jobs. Now listen. What? Nothing. You're not an orange? Are you a blue? Are you a blue boy? Do you you, go Lowe's? You're a Lowe's guy? It was the name. Just the name. Home Depot? No. Corey Darden. Oh, okay. Oh, oh. It's just because I I said the name that I'm going to say a million times in this story. There's going to be a lot of gagging in this episode. What do you... What should I... You're going to have to come up with a little Nicky name if you K-dog. want. K-Dog. I got a nickname. It's lit. <laughs> K-Dog. That's a good one. No, you could just keep saying it. K-Dog. Yeah. Because um, I know what it stands for. Right. <laughs> By the way, I was thinking, I was thinking still, being, still a cashier, being a cashier at Home Depot, not a bad idea to Pretty meet chill. dudes. Oh, hell yeah. Because... I mean, even project managers have to go in there. Even owners of the company kind of have to go in there, right? Mm-hmm. But you're going to, like, you're really going to find a dude that doesn't look like he has a lot of money, but, like, probably has Enough. millions. Oh. Got a, got a Construction? And if you own the business? And if it's, like, a luxury thing like that? Whew. Like mason, masonry? Or? Masonry. <laughs> But they're gonna not have soft hands, you know what I mean? So you're gonna ha- you're gonna find a guy with a rough hands that's a yeah. millionaire. Excuse me. Yes, please. Is there anything better? You're gonna be the checkout big girl. Sausage fingers. Yeah. Always <laughs> help. Always help. Big rough sausage fingers. Because you know? nobody you helps you at Home oh, Depot. Yeah. You don't start with two. Nobody with helps one. you at Home Depot. Oh, so you know like- he's he's packing a Smurf house down there too with thick fingers like that. <laughs> Wait, what does that mean, <laughs> Jesse? What does Smurf House mean? I don't know. I checked out. <laughs> what does that mean? Smurf House? Yeah. Smurfs live in mushrooms. Like big old thick mushrooms. Okay. Like his fingers? He has a big penis. Oh. Who says Smurf House? I Where just, have you heard I this? Just, I just said it. Did you make it up? Because I've never I, heard I that. I doubt it. I, I have very, very I few original before. ideas. It's not a real Smurf I'm house. Sure that it was I almost like Cockney, right? Like you had to like follow it all the <laughs> way down. Like Cockney rhyming <laughs> Yeah, saying. yeah, where you're like, oh, okay, I guess there's mushrooms down there. They live I'm in sure a big... I'm sure somebody, somebody will recognize it. It's a Keebler house. Keebler, well, no, they live in a tree. I thought they lived and in I don't, a... And I don't think you want bark on the outside of your penis. That seems a little painful. Well, for being literal. Well, if you're like a masonry guy... Probably you're down. You're down for the rough, dude. <laughs> you're down for the rough, dude. Um, she was also as uh, she was cashiering <laughs> to um, supplement. Uh, she was also an aspiring realtor with a bachelor's degree in healthcare administration and a master's in human resources. Are those like bullshit oh, degrees? Wow, yeah. <laughs> Are those kind I, of like I mean, communication? It's, it's still a master's. Human so, resources. Yeah, I don't. I didn't even know that they offered masters in human. I didn't know that they had degrees in human resources. No, she got a certificate. <laughs> uh, cool. University of Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. K Dog was uh, intelligent, yeah. attractive, and very career driven. She was loved and respected by her friends and family, and some would say she had a smile. <gasps> That would light, light up, up a room, Joel. Oh, no. <laughs> don't be sad, Joel. Don't cry for K-Dog. <laughs> and don't feel bad that you were puking at her name. Okay? <laughs> don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. 
she's gonna die. <laughs> Why would hey, you say that? We all die eventually. Why would you That's say true. that? Weird that she lights say up that. a room. You know. So do you. <gasps> Literally, you put the lights up. Was that a threat? Oh, I light the room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, that was pretty. Lamb, cool. dude, I'm, I'm killing it. <laughs> And I'm getting nothing. <laughs> hey, I appreciate it. Thank you. I, no, you that, laughed. That was a clever You laughed, and that was I, a very good, boisterous laugh. Nothing. I was worried for my life. Nothing. Oh, thank you. There we go. <laughs> the puppy loves it. She's trying to leave right now. I don't think she's a fan. Oh, she didn't like it? Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um. So... Eric and Corey got married in 2013. Me too. And started Did pumping. You really? Yeah. And started pumping out babies because they're Mormon and that's what you fucking do. You didn't invite me to your wedding. I just realized that. I didn't invite anyone. Where did you get married? It was Shotgun. Kind of like mine. Yeah, where, where did you get married? No, Shotgun. You got married on I a got shotgun? Pregnant. Oh, was it actually what it was? Yeah, yeah, that's what a shotgun wedding is. And you have a baby, little, little yeah, 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 buckshot yeah, yeah. in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the, the couple had three sons, Carter, Ashton, and Weston. I mean... I'm not a fan. Not I'm, a fan. And none of the names in this, in this, this the story of any are good. They're oh, yeah. either, like, so bleh... Or awful. Yeah. yeah. It's like a combination of the most boring names you can come up with and the most millennial sounding names that you can come up <laughs> <Yeah>. with. <laughs> um, I saw like a meme that was talking about like, uh, cheering at a Little League game and you don't know if, or the kid doesn't know if you're saying Brayden, Hayden, Jayden, or Caden, or Jaden. <laughs> like, it's just like, yeah, it's so fucking true. Um, so... As their family grew, Eric continued working on his masonry business, while Corey pursued her dream of being a realtor. Her dream oh, of her being dream. a realtor. God bless. It's one of those things that, like, you can kind of do if you've got a couple months to study, right? Yeah. Isn't, isn't yeah. a realtor, like, what you do when you don't have any dreams? Yeah, it's sort of, to, to me, maybe it wasn't back in the day, but now it's kind of like getting, like, a... Skincare, do you know what I mean? Like a, it's a dream job. Well, I think, no, it's just I like, well, I guess is, I'll do. Realtors, uh, I mean, it is. Uh, it's specialized. You can make really, really, really good money doing it. Like or some of the richest nothing. people I've ever met were realtors. I yes. think that the job that you get if you've just kind of given up is like nursing assistant or something like. You go to nursing school, pretty much. You think? Isn't that like a long situation, though? Nobody. Uh, it is similar to similar to. Realty, I think it's where cosmetology. You need a, you, to be oh, honest. Co- oh God! Don't even get and me started even, on cosmetologists. Yeah, exactly. But it's one of those things where you go like, well, I know I could make. It's you're right. It's a field where you could make so much fucking money or nothing, depending yeah. on like your personality, depending on like how hard of a worker you are, but it doesn't have anything to do with, like, education. Everybody gets and the same license, and that's it. You can't be, like, different levels of realtor. Huh? It has nothing to do with dreams, either. No, if that's your dream... That yeah, if that's your dream... <sighs> I can't I know. imagine being a realtor when I grow up. No. It's not a fucking dream job. Yeah. 
It's Although there a, are a certain job. times, there are certain times, like when I first moved to Austin, I was like, damn. Maybe I should have dreamed to be a realtor. These people are <laughs> fucking raking it in, dude, and not doing anything. You find your house on Zillow, and they just go fill out the paperwork yep. and make fucking... Make 30K in a day. More than that. Is it more than that? Depending on the house. Day of work? Oh, yeah. They make a certain it's percentage a, yeah, on you whatever your house is. It could be yeah, a lot like of money. percent sometimes. Um... Her dream of being a realtor. But uh, <laughs> both of them found success in their own respective businesses. And the happy pair eventually earned enough money to own multiple properties and live a comfortable life. Good for them. Yeah. Um, I may need to send you a picture of their house. Um, the last, like, how they moved up. But their last house that they bought was, like... The McMansion? The one before... The $2 million. You know what I mean? Oh, so even I, I that one a was that a one. fucking mansion. And then the other one was like, the guest house was 3,500 square feet. Oh, yeah. The guest house was bigger than my house. Basketball court, locker room. Damn. It's insane. So uh, these people are not uh, pores. Yeah, they're balling. They're not pores. They're balling. They did okay, follow a lot of their money dreams. Floating they followed around. their money. Yeah. And now a lot of money floating rich. around here. And I guess... From what I read, the Richin name is one of the biggest prominent names in this small town in Utah that they lived. Population of 2,500, so right. big fish in a small pond, but if you still, right. if you're like... And the, what does that mean? Mormon, it kind of means like, somebody's fucking inbred, right? <laughs> oh, 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 Richin's the biggest name. How many of you are related? Yeah, exactly. The Richins are rich. Just Got joking, it. guys. More LDS than Mormon is what I really, really hate. But, like, how far apart are they really? Uh, you know what I mean? The the names are kind of interchangeable. Some of the yes. nicest people that I've met have been Mormons, and some of the worst people that I've met have been Mormons as well. And I guess that could be true of all religion, huh? Uh, yeah. Fair. Yeah, pretty much. Fair. So in 2022, their perfect life was about to get even better. The couple were in the process of purchasing their dream home, a $2 million mansion on a large plot of land surrounded by beautiful hills and vibrant green grass. Um, and okay. like I said, the guest house in this, this house that they were looking at is 3,500 square feet. So the actual house is insane. Uh, you know who it actually um, w- belonged to? Who? Was the Lulu Row? couple mm. did you ever watch that documentary it's like this multi-level marketing company lulu row and they went like kind of under because people realized that they were like scamming people and they foreclosed on this house and that's how they got it for this oh much. shit was that a netflix documentary it was one it was called like lulu lulu rich or something like that but yeah that sounds really familiar yeah. that's weird that i know that it just happened that connection house. That was house crazy right if she just would have sold Lulu Row, she'd be fine. Do you know what I mean? Those people yeah. are millionaires. But they foreclosed on this house. So, um, sadly, their fairy tale mar- marriage didn't have a happy ending. Why is that funny? <laughs> well, I could just tell that Coop wrote this. <laughs> What, I know, what, right? The romance and build up and like. Yeah, like you know. the vibrant green grass. Yeah. The, 
Like what? This isn't kitchen scratch. Chicken scratch? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How how are our writings different, Joel? I'd like to know. Yeah, I'd I'd like to get a rundown of this also. Mm, no, I'd just like to hear like what you think is the difference. <laughs> I just want to hear you say dumb, that. Dumb dumb. I want to hear you say that I'm a pants? better writer than Jesse. You're what? I just want to hear him say that I'm a better yeah, writer. Yeah, say than it. Him. It's not better. It's just different. Oh fuck you. Not better, just different. I know what that means. Mm-hmm. Well, it yeah. depends. You on should what you be like. complimented because I know what that means. <laughs> it means you're better, and I'm dumb. No, it's like one's fiction and one's nonfiction. Like if I just want fucking facts, you get that chicken scratch. Yeah, but if it's you want story like time. Story time. Then you go to it's Coop. story it's time, different. motherfucker. If you want a if you want a picture to be painted, you go to Coop, right? <laughs> yeah. If you want yeah. like, if you want to have to. Tape Weird. a bunch of papers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And be like, which one am I? On? I think <laughs> I have. The, oh, I did an arrow to this one to the back, and I think I put an extra quote. Oh, in wait, there. hang on. The middle part of the story is on my laptop. Give yeah, yeah. Second. Okay, and now we're moving to the laptop. <laughs> and then I did the ending back on the paper. So, is that what you mean? Is that what you mean? Yes. Okay, now uh, just okay. keep, keep, keep the conversation saying, like, going. I'm, I'm trying Coop's to finish back. writing the rest. You're, you're glad Coop's back. Me too. Me too. Okay, is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. Rogi, dude. Rogi, little Nicky names, Nicky names. Okay, on the night of March third, twenty twenty-two, Corey and Eric had a small celebration in honor of closing the contract on their new home, this two million dollar one that I talked about. After having a few drinks, um. I think, yeah, after having a few uh, Moscow mules. Oh. Which I love. Do you? Mm-hmm. Oh, I love me a Moscow mule. Oh, well, here you really? go. No oh, way. shit. It's not, it's not. It's a seltzer. But is that not the oh. Moscow mule? This is what you put a Moscow mule in. Yep. Do Wait, is tr- this like for me? Do you trust me? Here you go. What the? F- I was gonna say, what the fuck? Don't I get one? Yeah, Wait, you're gonna have can- to get up and get it. I'm not getting up. Oh god. There's there's no, mystery we're have, liquid. We're gonna this. have some. We're gonna have some Moscow mules and like because you trust me, right? Do you oh, trust yeah. me? Absolutely. Right. With your life? One hundred percent. Without question, Jesse. Thank you, Coop. Well, because I'm not afraid to die. <laughs> <laughs> so she made she made her husband a Moscow mule and. Um, they were hanging out. Eric took a little gummy. What? Um little THC gummy. Yeah, he didn't do Eric actually like didn't do didn't really drink that much, Mormon. Ugh. Um didn't do drugs of any kind, but he would kind of take like he would drink some and take like a a a weed gummy every once in a while and like let loose with like one <laughs> drink, right? Okay. So he was a very fit, very in shape. Didn't do any drugs and not a lot of alcohol or anything. A nerd. So, he was a nerd. He was a nerd. He was a Mormon nerd. nerd yeah. But he was rich. Richie. What's it, wait, what's the last name? Richard. Richens. Richens. He was richin'. That's like ballin'. So they were hanging. Richin. Yeah. <laughs> right? Richin'. We're, we're Actually, I'm, up, I'm richin'. Dude. Yeah, I'm richin'. Big rich and spent. <laughs> Are we gonna do a toast with the with the things, or is it um, time for? I it? think we should do that in one second. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, they were having, you know, having some fun celebrating. They each had a drink, you know. Uh, uh, um, uh, 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 uh. 
And one of their kids came out and uh, had a nightmare, which is always what happens when you're trying to have, like, fun with your husband. Mm -hmm. So she went into the room with her son and left Eric in the room um, and ended up falling asleep in there pretty normal. Um, Later, she woke up around 3 a.m., and when she entered the master bedroom, her heart sank. Eric was laying on the ground at the foot of the bed. He was unresponsive, and his skin was cold to the touch. Weird thing is, that's how I feel every night when I go to bed. Yeah, so you're like, um... Cheers! Yeah, yeah! <laughs> Cheers, Moscow mules, right? Cheers. Here's to, here's to Corey and Eric getting their dream home. Absolutely. Oh. Celebration, guys! <laughs> Drink up. Drink up, guys. Okay, Joel, you're going to have to drink it, though. Finish that drink, though. You don't have to do it right now, but finish it. You just got to finish it. You don't have to do it right now. Tastes suspiciously like GHB. No, no, no. That's just Moscow mules are are bitter. You know what I mean? Because it's like a gin and like mint. And so like, and I made that one strong for you. Yeah. So if you feel if you taste like anything weird, it's just Moscow mules are weird. What's this white tablet at the bottom? <laughs> Wait, why does, it, it does actually taste weird, though. Does it? No, 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 no. Uh, Rogi. Um, <laughs> so Summit County police responded to a 911 call from the home of the Richens at 3.20 a.m. on the morning of March 4th. Eric was pronounced dead shortly after the arrival. Corey told investigators that Eric had consumed one drink, a Moscow mule, and oh, no. eaten one to... What? Oh, no. It's... Drink up. Oh, just wait. finish it. I don't understand why you won't. She's poisoning us. Dude, what? <laughs> why would you even say that? Ooh! Right? That's probably what she... Ooh! Yeah. How dare you She's an amazing actress, Oh, too. nobody clutches pearls quite like Jesse. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> I do it in, like, the most unrefined way ever. <laughs> You're like, I think it's the- supposed to be a little bit more demure than that, but... Well, they have to break, and then there's, like, a slow-motion shot of them hitting the wall, too. No? Okay, never mind. Yeah, it's kicking in. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've got a real high tolerance for this. Stuff, yeah, so yeah. That's luck. what I was thinking. I was like, I'm going to have to up, <laughs> I'm going to have to up Coop's dose. Um, so she said he drank a uh, Moscow mule and had eaten one THC infused edible before going to bed. Toxicology reports, however, revealed a lethal amount of fentanyl in Eric's system. Almost five times the lethal amount. Oh, God. Medical examiners speculated that Eric's death was either an accidental overdose because fentanyl is kind of a secretive drug or maybe you're trying to take a different kind of pill and it ends up being fentanyl. So they thought it was an accidental overdose or suicide. So, sorry, Eric. Um, Corey and her children... Was that... Was a door open? Open? That was me. Because I was... Oh, oh, oh. I'm trying to put things together, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll just pour a little bit more in mine. Oh, no, no. I have the same as you guys, though. (laughs) I have the same as you guys. Don't don't check. Uh, We all have the same stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, cheers, Jesse. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, you guys seem to like with it. Okay. I'm getting Um, sleepy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I guess I'm going to go. Um, 
Corey and her children were devastated. The boys had lost their beloved father, and Corey lost the love of her life. <gasps> she, sudden, she suddenly found herself a single mother caring for three young boys all on her own. With a heavy heart, Corey and her sons began the process of picking up the pieces of their formerly perfect life. I guess you are right. Coop's just better. <laughs> all right. So in the year, in the year following, <laughs> like all the sentences are like grammatically correct and stuff. Dog A. <laughs> um, Corey Dork and her. Patrol. Yeah, I know. Ooh, beat it, nerd. Corey and her children were devastated. I already said that. In the fo- in the year following Eric's death, Corey and her sons began working on a children's book called "Are You With Me." The book was meant to help children understand grief and cope with the loss of a loved one. As Corey and her sons had done over the past previous year, the book became a resounding success, selling thousands of copies and landing Corey multiple interviews. Um, TV and radio stations, despite the tragic loss of her husband, uh, she had preserved, she had persevered and found happiness once again. So I want to read the synopsis of this book and a couple okay. of reviews, okay? Okay. So it's called uh, Are You With Me? And because I'm sarcastic, I read it as Are You With Me? <laughs> <laughs> but it's actually about like a losing a loved one and asking like, are, is your loved one still with you, right? So the synopsis, uh, Are You With Me? by Corey D. Richens. The front of the book, Joel, you're going to put up the picture of the book. Okay. It's, it's uh, Eric up in the clouds with uh, wings and a halo. Okay. Hat backwards, <laughs> beard. Holy but shit. he's in the clouds above his kid running. You know what I mean? Beautiful. And being like, yeah. I'm with I'm with you. What kind of song do you want me to play under this? Um I'm a cowboy, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, okay, so okay. so uh wherever you go, whoever you become, their love remains with you. A heartwarming and re- reassuring book that gently guides children through the difficult experience of losing a loved one. Written by a loving mother who personally faced this challenge, this book is designed to com- to offer comfort and solace to young minds in a way that is both accessible and engaging. With vivid and colorful illustrations, Are You With Me? follows the story of a child who has lost their father, but who is reminded that his presence still exists all around them. Just like an angel watching over them, whether it's playing at a park or simply enjoying a quiet moment at home, the child is comforted by the knowledge that their father is always by their side. Um, a story of hope, healing, and the unbreakable bond between parent and child. And I'm going to read a couple reviews on here. Um, <gasps> like a one-star review? First review. Yeah, is this an episode of One Star now? It's kind of both, right? So the first review is... Killer book. Oh, God. What? What? <laughs> They're saying it's awesome. They're saying it's awesome. Um, the, the other one, a uh, couple other ones. Um, this is a solid book with a killer ending. <laughs> um, <laughs> Holy shit. She's getting trolled. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know how these people... I hope no one actually buys this as the author is... 
a murderer. I don't know. I that's a weird like reveal yeah. just to like put out. Yeah, her on husband this kind tragically died from a fentanyl overdose, and people are making fun right? of her. That's just cruel. Kind of weird. Well, he took took that illegal THC pill. I think that's. Oh, you know what yeah, I mean? he was and a they're druggie. kind of like, oh, we don't support <laughs> any kind of recreational THC. <laughs> You know, this drink tasted weird at first, but it tastes better and better the further I get into it. Yeah, right? Yeah. Feeling good, feeling loose, right, Coop? Oh, it's super relaxed. Yeah. Joel, drink yeah, up. great. I drank it all. Oh, you did? Yeah. Good. That's what I needed. Um, <laughs> unbeknownst to those outside the family, Corey and Eric had actually been struggling with issues in their marriage. What? Um, after, actually, should I Wait, play? yeah, did you say unbeknownst? Unbeknownst. Oh, okay. What did I say? My bad. I thought you said unbeknownst. Who fucking knows? I'm dumb. <laughs> you're smart. Get the fuck out! Um, should we play the interview that she did? Oh, yeah, definitely. Do you want to do that, too? I can play it. So she wrote this book, right? Um, mm. where is my, Where's my bullshit? Where's your bullshit, bitch? Better get your bullshit, bitch. There you are. Um, okay, so... We're going to just play this interview. She wrote this book and um, did a couple local and uh, local news interviews. Talking about loss with kids can be a tricky subject. Joining us now is author of Are You With Me? Corey Richens. To- Let's hear it for our next advertiser, Prize Picks. Prize Picks is America's number one fantasy sports app with over 3 million members. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. Uh, It's just you against the numbers. You pick more than or less than uh, two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Uh, The big game is always right around the corner. Prize picks is the easiest and most exciting way to turn every game-changing moment into a hundred times your money potentially with as little as four correct picks. You can turn $10 into a thousand dollars. It's demon time on prize picks. Uh, so you're going at it here. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at prize picks. Uh, squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. Uh, and again, now you can win up to 100 times your money with as little as four correct picks. If you want to play alongside uh, alongside some of the prize picks' favorite players like uh, Meek Mill, Andrew Schultz, you can find them in the community plays underneath the promos tab of the app uh, to view the entries from some of the biggest names in prize picks community each and every week. This week on Prize Picks, I'm selecting Steph Curry for more than 29 points and the Joker for more than 10 rebounds. I think Bob's taking Anthony Davis uh, for more than two blocks and Damian Lillard for four three-pointers made. Go to prizepicks.com slash Ross Patterson and use the code Ross Patterson for a first deposit match for up to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash Ross Patterson and use code Ross Patterson for a first deposit match of up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Yeah! Let's give it up for Liquid IV. Yeah! .com, baby! Promo code Nooners over there is going to get you 20% off your first order. 
rage this weekend. Jobless on accident. I feel like it was an accidental rage this weekend. Yeah. And uh, I needed some liquid IV to start off today. I start every day with a liquid IV. Um, our kids are using liquid IV. Yes. Um, they've got the new and improved sugar-free liquid IVs as well. And Pear is back. Pear is back. That's my favorite. Pear was my favorite there. Um, big fan. But uh, hanging out, watching sports, hanging out with the friends and all that other stuff. You start boozing, you lose track of time, and then you're like, oh, shit. I need to rehydrate for the week. Got to pop in that liquid IV. Are you a daily girl? Because I don't see you every single morning all the time. Yeah, I'm a daily girl. So I do um, one of the sugar-free grapes Mm. or the sugar-free apple, which are my new faves, in 24 ounces. Okay. So it is supposed to be just in, they say, like, put a packet in 16, 8, 16 ounces. 16 ounces of water. that's going to hydrate you double. Um, I put in the 24 ounce, maybe onesie or twosie. Yeah. And go through the day. Yeah, yeah, it's life changing. I, I call it Hydration Monday here on the show because it's, uh, it's one of those things where, again, you go hard over the weekends, you got the kids, you're not eating great, uh, you're boozing with some friends or whatever, and then boom, reset on Mondays, pop in the liquid IV, and you're good to go. Um, but it's, uh, it's a little pouch. That's it. You're ripping open, popping into liquid, 16 ounces or more. And you're good to go. Super easy there. Three times the electrolytes, uh, no artificial sweeteners, eight vitamins and nutrients, non-GMO and free from gluten, dairy, and soy. Weekends are for going wild. Have a game plan for Monday with Liquid IV. Grab your Liquid IV hydration multiplier, sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco, or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code Nooners at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Superior Hydration today using promo code Nooners at liquidiv.com. Share her three C's to helping kids cope with grief. And Corey, I want to start with your story. What happened in your personal life? So my husband passed away unexpectedly last year. So it's March 4th was a one-year anniversary for us. And um, he was 39. It completely took us all by shock. Um, And we have three little boys, 10, 9, and 6. And, um, you know, we kind of, my kids and I kind of wrote this book on the different emotions and grieving processes that we've experienced last year and, you know, hoping that it can kind of help other kids, you know, um, didn't she do two books though? Some, some way or another. And to make sense and process, I'm yes. sure. And I'm yeah. sure you felt that going mm-hmm. through and trying to explain it and articulate it for you and your boys. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And so I've done, you know, I'm new to all of this. So kind of doing all, you know, research and reading books and things to try and understand, you know, not only mm-hmm. how to grieve as, a widow as a, as a wife, but also, you know, with my kids, how to help them, how to help them understand what just happened. And, um, what I have kind of found is, as I mentioned, it's kind of the three C's is how I has visualize it. And it's, you know, um, connection, continuity and care. 
and it's you know making sure cover connection is <laughs> cover up major oh, don't forget making killing sure that their spirit is always alive in your home you know and memories are always brought up and doing things that your loved ones mm. love to do whether it's riding bikes or <laughs> Constantly, you know, talking about them. Mm -hmm. And and Corey, do you mention at dinner, here's dad, or dad would like this meal, or dad yes. would, yeah. let's bring dad on a bike ride. Yeah, exactly. And it's, you know, explaining to my kids just because like he's a bike not ride. present here with us physically, that doesn't mean he, his presence isn't here with us, and he's doing these things with us. And he's, you know, here for birthdays, and he's here for Christmas, and, you know, and it's just... He... comforting to them to know that you know they're what not living this he? life alone like dad is still here it's just in a different way a different way well i opened up your book and one of the first pages i saw is a little boy it looks like he's standing in a hallway at school and he's mm -hmm. saying are you still here yes yeah and it's you know and that was like the first day of school and you know all the nerves that kids face on the first day of school so anyways that's a little bit of a uh, k-dog for you okay and okay. you know making the rounds doing her Doing her interviews for making money off a book about her husband dying. I actually don't know how much money she made, but look, she got a local TV interview and good for her. Good um, for unbeknownst. Now, unbeknownst to those outside the family, Corey and Eric had been struggling with issues in their marriage. Um, after Eric's sudden death, his family became suspicious of Corey. Believing that she had something to do with his death, previous events gave them good reason to distrust her. As the details were brought to the attention of the police, a different picture began to form. So, Coop, you and I were talking about this before. We don't know if the family didn't like her all along from the very beginning, but we do know throughout the marriage there was a lot of tension yeah. between his family who I believe had some money or they had a name in the town, but he was worth almost $4 million as far as like net worth, mm -hmm. businesses, properties, everything. So he had quite a bit of money, and I think his family just, I don't know what was going on, but they didn't really like her that much. And then as time went on, it became just a lot of tension. Yeah, and you brought The mom the actually, yes. Yes, Joel. I have a question. Sure, go ahead, Joel. Uh, who died in a burning car wreckage again? That was Julie, his first wife. Yeah. So, so uh, Coop, it's a, it's true, but Coop put that in the, in there to trick you. It worked. Yeah. So was, Julie, first yeah, wife. <clears throat> okay. When he was younger, again, getting married, pretty young. Yeah, right. That that must have been around mid. Because you said two thousand five. Yeah. So like, yeah. He was young. So his wife died, and the now first he died. wife died. He's got bad luck. And then he remarried. Oh, oh yeah, he was born Mormon. And he oh, picked yeah. that house, the fucked up house that was bad. Well, no, Corey no, no, chose that, that. Yeah, so <laughs> the house that they lived in that he actually ended up dying in was again a huge, amazing house in a gated community. Okay, but Corey wanted was like in love with this other house and because she was a realtor she felt like I can like close this deal and we can get this house for 2 million mm. because it was kind of a foreclosure really or they had dropped the price way down so yeah, she was, was like the, this is a great deal the house itself was still under construction yes, and it was but considered like it was a money mostly pit by a lot of built 
And so they would have to like finish the building. But sometimes that's good because you can do what you want to do mm. with it. Um, between 2015 and 2017, Corey had purchased at least four life insurance policies on her husband, totaling nearly $2 million. The policies had been purchased without Eric's knowledge and Corey had made herself the beneficiary. She didn't wait long until she tried to cash in on the payout. So, um, you can do that. You can get a like. Can I do that on Coop? I've got two insurance policies on you. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Are you saying? Are you saying she didn't wait long after before she tried to kill him and get the money? Yeah. Yeah. He's thinking that you can cash out on your life insurance. Oh, while no, you're no, still no, alive. No, no, the person no. has to die. I'm saying that, like, my wife could go get an insurance policy on me without yes. telling me. Mm-hmm. What? Y- How? Because she's making the payments. So can I get one on you? Like, right now, I'm like, yeah. can I get an insurance policy on Jesse? so you she You can, dies? but if I die, you're going to fucking jail, dude. But yeah, you can do it. Well, only if he kills you. Only if he kills me. Only so if, if they catch you. If I actually died, then Wait, you what? would get it. That can't be right. There has to be some sort of fucking thing. Like, cause, so that means if I was like Elon Musk, I could just get like a life insurance policy but on like know a how, million people. But do you know how much a monthly payment for an insurance policy is, depending on how much it is? And then he's paying it? So she was pulling him out and then he was paying it? Well, here's the, here's the thing we do need to talk about. I don't know what their finances were like it sounds a little bit like he was very withholding after they were married or the day of or the day before his mom gave her a prenup that basically said if anything happens um to your guys's marriage or anything like that the money any any money that he has is going to go back into the family. The mm. only clause she did put it in the prenup is if he dies and they're still married when he dies, she will get it. Mm. So okay. it was, it was basically like if you got, it was kind of like if you guys get divorced, like you're not getting this money, it's going back into the family. But she did also say, if you guys are still married and he dies somehow, you get it. I'm not saying that. Yeah. Uh, but, she was still in his will for a certain period of time. Yeah, so she thought. Um, oh, shit. But he had mentioned to his family, I guess he, he talks to, he confides in his family a lot. So they okay. have a lot of, like, instances where he's saying stuff to them. He had said before to them that she's having money problems. Now, they've been married for three years at this point. So... I, I don't know. Everybody's marriage is different, right? Um, everybody's marriage is different, but it kind of seems like if you've been married for three years and your wife has money problems, so do you. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, how is it that, like, what he's basically saying is, like, she just, like, doesn't have any money. And it's like, well... What? Well, I mean, really, she, if he's making that much money, she doesn't need to have any... I mean, that might be old-fashioned, but if he's making that much money, she doesn't need to have any money. If their finances are joint. Yeah. So if he's a little bit financially abusive, where she gets money when he fucking says she can get money... Ugh. 
Do you know what I mean? There was something a little bit weird with that. He does have a lot. Like I didn't he pick comes up on into that. the marriage with a couple million and she doesn't have anything. Now, a normal marriage would be like, all right, we're joining everything. Like, if you have money problems, I have money problems. We decide what we're going to do. If you don't have money to do something, like, you, you do it. You know what I mean? Like, our, our bank account is together. Mm-hmm. I can get mad at you for spending too much of our money, but it seemed a little bit like he kept his stuff very separate and then had like an account where Just he would put money a little bit for her. Yeah. And if oh, she man, needed more, if she needed more, I think he was thinking her real, you know, she would be a realtor or like maybe some job that she was doing would take off. Or maybe it was her that wanted it separate. I have no idea, but the way that he would talk about their finances and the way that she had to deal with the finances, it seemed like they weren't, sharing everything if that makes sense there was definitely a divide financially the divide of his stuff and her stuff yeah she wouldn't have needed to do the well the stuff that we're just about that we'll say but i will just say like you know it was it was a little bit weird i mean it's not like i don't get life insurance policies on people but you know um, during a trip to greece sometime around 2019 Corey made a drink for Eric that caused him to get violently sick. So he said, again, he doesn't drink that much. So they were on, they were vacationing in Greece. She said he, she gave him a drink and he like immediately got super sick. Um, like violently was like puking. Um, and like, I guess was like in the, had a really hard night two days, whatever, but it was an immediate crazy thing where you can't go food poisoning, right? It was literally There's from whatever drink. Yeah. drink. yeah, like it was so, so immediate. It, yeah, it was fast enough and intense enough that... But at the same time, if you're in another country and you're, you know, you've been there for a couple of days eating or whatever, you might go like, I don't know, I don't know, like, but he... He beca- you got to try a couple times. You can't go out of the gate. You got to get so some practice. So he immediately became suspicious and informed his sister. Again, this is coming from the family, but informed his sister that he thought Corey had tried to poison him. Oh, fuck. So, by the way, if you're saying that, you're married. You're going to be married at some point. If you ever, in a real way, feel like your spouse is trying to poison you, enough to like say to your family and be a little scared it is time it is time to go like that is not something that's fun and normal or that you can get over right or at least you like try to poison her back (laughs) you could for sure just leave Uh, he's the rich one he can divorce her immediately True. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. the thing about that kind he of situation—he doesn't have to worry is, about being. If, what? if you're if you're paranoid about your spouse poisoning you, that's either a you problem or a them problem. It's a, but it's, it's a, a fucking bi- problem. But it's a problem, right? Yeah. Either way, it's a problem. If you're that paranoid, if you really <laughs> feel that that's happening, I don't think um, you guys are meant to be. Yeah, couples <laughs> you know therapy I mean? really isn't an option. In or that like uh, this has all like the classic, all the classic tropes. But like, if anyone. <laughs> If you're ever telling your friend, like, hey, if anything happens to me, this is pretty common in these crime stories, but, like, they'll tell a friend or family member or whatever, like, hey, if anything, in a serious way, 
if anything <laughs> happens to me, you need to look into my spouse. Like something's going on. Like just promise me it happens. Just promise me if anything happens to me, you will look into Ross. Right. If, if you get to the point where you, you have to warn your friends, you. like if I suddenly die, if we joke about it, it fine. It was but my like, sp- yeah, joking about it is one but thing. If but you're if, like if you're seriously really... telling one of your friends or family members, if I die, it's this person's and fault. Making, the prom- person. making them promise, making them promise, dude, you promise Love's that you'll investigate drug. this. Love is a powerful drug. Definitely is. Tell you what, it's dangerous. I love my wife enough that she tried to poison me and I live. I'm not leaving. I'm getting revenge. <laughs> and you're gonna be like, "That's yeah. how it feels, bitch." Yes. <laughs> you just do the same. You just do the same amount. Just I'm kind of like, "Well, baby. I'm a cowboy, <laughs> baby." Um. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, he was telling his family that he thinks he honestly, in a real way, he's not joking around, that he thinks his wife is trying to poison him. Uh, without Fuck. evidence, there was nothing that Eric or his sister could do to prove it, to prove uh, Corey that? had made an attempt on his life. So with no other options, Eric carried on with his life as usual, although somewhat cautious, and I think putting ducks in a row to work to work towards a divorce. I think Mm. at this point he is, but because he, it's almost like when you do have business and partners and a lot of money, it's a little bit harder to just leave because the things that they can take from you are not just from you. Right. Yeah. You have to set up. You have to to like make sure that there's things in place. Again, a will, a thing like you change everything over and then just be like, okay, like we're yeah. done. But um, in September of 2020, Eric discovered that Corey had obtained a twenty, a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar home equity line of credit without telling him. So basically, on their house that they had now, she took <laughs> out a loan against the house for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. At what percentage rate? Who knows? Oh, I'm God. sure it, it was it, like 11 or something. Yeah, it couldn't have been good. And yeah. So I know that we talked about uh, there possibly being some sort of financial abuse. The amounts of money that she's taking out makes me Would think indicate, that there's not, yeah. there's not really any clean hands right. in this situation. Right. Because like uh, financial abuse, you will start to like take out cash at the grocery store or like, do you know what I mean? Like little things so that you like have money to live, not like. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, all of I guess the, that's probably true. All of the documents point to everything. Like I think the smallest amount was like thirty thousand dollars. And yeah. if you're going from being a Home Depot cashier to to expecting with 30, a human resources of, degree, <laughs> which they don't even give degree. out. <laughs> yeah, like you're, you're. I think that yeah, there's not really any uh, any winners in this situation. Yeah, yeah. Is financial abuse the same as, like, mental abuse or physical abuse? It's like, a form of mental abuse because you, Stealing like, their money? No, you're just, um, you give them money based on how they act because you have all the money. So if it's not a shared thing, if a, if a husband is financially abusing his wife, it means, like, if you didn't do this, I'm not going to give you money to like do... Like, if I don't get my blowy... You're not getting your right. allowance. Or like you yeah. haven't been making dinner, so... So fuck Or it sh- making her ask you for like, can I get a manicure? Yeah, it's a form of control. And then he decides whether you're allowed to get a manicure that 
week or whatever. So it's it's if, a control. If he approves of her actions, then she gets access to right. the money. If he does, well, it it can be Anytime. mental or it can actually be physical also. Because if you feel a quarter full of socks, you can beat the shit out of your wife, and that's still financial abuse. Fair. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> Creepy. Nailed it. Uh, Smurf house. I don't know, but um, <laughs> um, in a in a in a healthy like financial situation, it should be like we're going into this. Even if I come into it with more money or you, whatever. Like we are together from this point on. We take on debts, whatever, and we move forward from here. And we communicate about big financial. Mm decisions right so like a a, an equity loan right but as far as like going to the store buying clothes or you know things like that you're not discussing it every single time you are both trying to make sure that your money is handled correctly I'm I'm on her I'm on her side now. Go get that loan or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. I honestly don't know if that's what's happening and Coop makes a Good point, because if you are being financially abused, you don't take out this much money. Like, this is, do you know what I mean? You kind of hide, that's what I mean. You hide, like, a couple here and there and mm. have maybe a can of cash under the thing, but you're not. She's getting that big money. Taking so a can, loan for $250,000. That's, like, almost, she's just stupid about what he can see and what he can't. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, how is he not going to find out, girl? It's a it's a loan you on it's your house. Do you think that she's like, "Fuck you, I'm gonna do this," and she doesn't care that he sees it? I think that she Especially is trying. I think that him. she's trying to be a realtor, and I think that she thinks that she can pay it right back. So there is a way that she can take the loan out, make if she sells maybe sells one house, she can house. put it back in, and he won't have to really know about it. But then that's how these things compound: is because you take it out thinking that he won't know, but you don't actually know about how, like, taxes and stuff work. And then you're like, oh, fuck. Like, she's actually a real dumb-dumb. You think she is a dummy? Okay. 100% she's a dumb-dumb Home Depot cashier that has somehow gotten into this situation and has access to uh, millions of dollars that her husband has, right? But she is not smart about how you hide it or what is going to come up in the next tax year or whatever. Like you can't take that money out, put it into a bank account and not think that the fucking IRS is going to ask you what it, right. Yeah. So it's just like this stupid, like poor people way of, of stealing money. Why is she taking it though? Like what is the, why is she taking it? Cause she's planning to kill him or she's going to leave him. Like what is the, what's the purpose of doing it? Uh, What did you you say? I think she was like trying to, maybe pay off debts that she had previous or like kind of cover tracks. Of it things seemed like the she... majority of the debt that she incurred happened after the two of them got married. And what it actually reminds me of overall is the way that gamblers are like the, like yes, somebody so with a like gambling addiction was like, okay, I just get this. I just need to borrow this. And then I, if I just sell this one house, I can put yeah. it right back in. And then it just kind of like, and maybe she did, I don't know what she needed to fifty thousand dollars. It, it had to have had something to it, do with her. It her had to be business. another debt or some kind of thing she was trying to pay off from previous that she didn't want could him it, to get mad about. You know what I mean? But could it just be that she was purposely trying to fuck him over and wanted him to know and was like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna go do this shit." Like no, if she I was a mean so. bitch, like a Mm-mm. ghetto ass bitch, I could see someone doing that. Like I would do that. 
I can see that, but I don't. I'd be like, I'm going to go take his money. I don't give a fuck if he sees. I can see that, but I actually don't believe at this point that she's getting the 250 that she's wanting to kill him. Okay. I think she's really, she's like digging herself, which is what these people do. They're stupid about money and think that they can, whatever. I think they dig themselves so deep in that it's like, (laughs) now I got to kill you. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah, I've d- I've done I I can't fix it. At the right? point that she was doing that, I'm sure that she had so many skeletons that she yes. was trying to hide that yes. that, oh, that was sort of like a last ditch effort where she takes out this loan. She's like, okay, all I have to do is I'll use this to yes. buy a house or flip a house. Yes, I'll have enough money to pay everything back. And right, I'll have some spending money on my own. She ended. Damn. She she had withdrawn, and this is at, at various points in 2020 and and on, but like. She had withdrawn at least $100,000 from his bank account, racked up over $30,000 in debt on his credit cards that I'm sure she took out in his name. Now, I will say, like, when you are a wife with the same name as your husband, you can do a lot of things without him knowing. But eventually, when the bill comes, when the thing's delinquent, whatever, they will know. So I think she was like, oh, I can just, like, open a credit card. I can just... They didn't even have to talk to him about getting the line, the the right. loan on the house, right? Because if she's on the deed, it's like he doesn't he didn't even know that was happening. And she was probably just like, Oh shit, I could just like do whatever. I can get infinite money out of this. Yeah. It, and it will never come back to bite me. It surprises me that she was able to withdraw a hundred thousand dollars without from, him knowing. Without him That's knowing and rack up had. thirty thousand dollars in credit card debt without him knowing. That's how much money. All he, he had. would have had to have done is check his bank statement and see, oh wait, there's a hundred thousand dollars missing have been, from my bank account. You know, she might have been quintessential uh, housewife that's taking care of three kids and manages the finances in the home. When you trust somebody, that's, that's what you, you do. Is it. like yeah. just make sure you pay. You know, you pay the bills. You da da da. But like, you know, if anything gets crazy, I'm going to check it. But I do that now. Like right now, I have my own bank <coughs> account. I don't have one with my wife yet. Mm-hmm. I never check it because I trust myself. <laughs> you don't think you're going to screw yourself over yeah. stealing the money from yourself? <laughs> Fair enough. I know how much I make. I know how much I spend. Fair. Um, that same year, Corey stole over $130,000 that Eric had set aside for a quarterly uh, for his quarterly tax payments for Damn. his business. That he, is so fucking dangerous too because if if the IRS come, well, I mean the IRS really is definitely going to come after him. He is for sure going to notice that money missing. And not only that, the IRS can just time, destroy their entire lives. Right, but she probably thought she had a certain amount of time until those taxes would come up. You know what yeah. I mean? So, like, she thinks I can... She keeps thinking she can it, sell a fucking house. Figure it, it out. I don't know how. It, it's full-blown that gambler's mindset yeah. where they think, oh, you know... And I, look, I just you heard her, you heard her in the that. interview. She's not the fucking sharpest... Not the sharpest poop in the toilet bowl. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that, a, is that the saying? My gosh, you guys, I'm learning <laughs> so many sayings that aren't... I'm learning not, so many sayings that aren't real today. Not the brightest turd in the drawer, that's yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> not the brightest turd on the shelf. Yeah. Um, oh, my stick, dude. Oh, Wait, shit, you, you put the pills in the wrong drink, didn't you? Uh, I know. <laughs> Do you guys feel good? Do you guys feel good? Yeah. Fucking great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coop's the only one that's like totally fine because I switched the drink. Yeah. Wait, what is this? This says Jesse on the back of it. Oh, shit. 
I gotta go. Um, so th- this is craziness, what she's doing. And it's all within a year. And then obviously, as we know, at the end of the year, it all catches up to you. And he's like, hey, man. Um, and so he confronted his wife <laughs> about the money, which she promises to pay back. Uh, they agreed on a deadline for when that money f- would be paid back. Guess when that deadline was? Sometime around March? March. Yeah, March 3rd, 4th. Sense. Oh, shit, it was when he died, dude. <laughs> oh, fuck, you're right. <laughs> That's I, a fucking coinky I thought that it was just because dink. it was like right before tax season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a coinky dink. <laughs> um, that's, what, that's what they say in the biz. Yo, what a fucking dumbass, though. But oh, hey, you, you stole like half a million dollars from me. Let's give you a timeline to pay it back, honey. Mm-hmm. She must have had a gold. Well, I'm vagina. sure she told him, right? Like, I've got this and this. Like, it's almost like a shark tank. Like, I have letter of intent on this. This house looks like it's going to be something. As soon as this happens, like, all this money's going to come in. He's like, all right. Well, if it does, then you're going to, I mean, you have to, you have to pay me back. What right? was she fucking spending the money on? Do we know? That's what I want to know also. Don't know. And yeah, again, I, I wasn't like, able to was find any records of what it was that she was using all of this money for because it, it's a shitload it's of money. It's a lot of money. If yeah. he's like mad at you because you're not putting out so you don't get your like allowance to get your candy bars and shit, that, that's not $250,000. Right. right. I mean, unless she's a real, real high-end prostitute. <laughs> yeah. Um, Where was the money going? I Literally, I have no idea. Fuck. That will, it will probably come out but yeah this is such a recent case that yeah we don't know yet yeah, yeah it's still uh, i'm assuming it must still be in the discovery phase of the oh. the trial oh my god she was just well all right let's get to it despite Second family despite the promise of being paid back eric no longer trusted his wife and be and began taking steps to end his marriage okay yes in october of 2020 eric consulted a divorce lawyer and an estate planning lawyer Unbeknownst to Corey K-Dog, Eric had her removed from his will and formed a living trust, uh, which placed uh, his estate under the control of his sister. Without telling her? Mm -hmm. Yeah. My theory's right. You guys... I'm right this time. They're in a battle. They're fucking with each other because they're insane. Can I tell you this, though? Like two red flags battling. Can I say this, though? Like, that's not anywhere, right? Like, you never heard that. Hmm. That was just something that I, like, was feeling from this case. Is that, like, why does she not have any money if she married into a very wealthy... Do you know what I mean? So that's the only reason why I got the, like, financial abuse thing. Because, like, why why is he calling her poor? It's his wife of three years. Yeah, what the fuck? If he's not poor, and, she's not poor. Vice versa, right? I mean, going going through this episode with that thought in mind, something else that I'm noticing is okay. So she took all this money, and and he. So the the tax money that's that's one thing. Like that's real important sure. that they take care of their taxes. Exactly, and and everything if you have else the though, kind of it's like, like that's that's not her debt. That's their debt. That's but like. Where is she going to get – if she's not making any money, where is she going to get this money to pay him been, back? I think it may have been that she was supposed to pay certain things throughout the year that she didn't, right? Mm-hmm. So, again, with financial abuse, you, like, don't pay a bill so that you can have a little bit more money that month. So he month. gave her money to pay a bill and she kept the money and never paid the bill? Is that what you mean? I'm saying, like, you have – you do stuff like that in your mind – 
to be like, okay, and then maybe I'll just pay the over, like the over next month or something. And Mm -hmm. then at the end, it ends up being like a huge debt, right? Or you're paying it with the credit cards that you took out and then the credit cards go. So it like all, if you're doing that kind of stuff, it can possibly add up to at a certain point that much money. If you've got that many credit cards that the, the percentage rate is so high and it's gone up and you haven't paid this bill and you haven't paid that bill, like it goes to a place of like a lot of fucking money. And especially when they're already living in like a very expensive home. Right. And so those bills and all of that. And so like, if you're not paying that and keeping certain money for yourself or whatever, I'm not saying that this is happening at all. I have no idea. She could just be trash that wants to fucking steal money and do the only thing is we don't know you can't. But we can't find where the money went. But he's doing so it. So it to must her. have been some bullshit that she was trying to do along yeah. the way that accumulated into this. And supporting your idea of it being financial abuse, which I, I'm actually fully on board with now. Okay. Uh, what she could have been doing is like through this whole process, she might have been trying to get out of the marriage. She might have been unhappy in the marriage and right, like, she's and trying, trying to, to put some stuff away, but yeah, she trying doesn't to get enough have money to get herself out because she's so reliant on him for money. Right. But she doesn't have any place to put it. And then she, you know, if you're taking out credit cards to pay off debt, whatever, you know, it's a possibility. I'm floating a theory. If I was her lawyer, that's what I would say. But <laughs> I'm floating a theory, but like it may 100% not be it. Like she could just be a piece of trash. But to me, but why have tried to poison there was the cer- first time? There was just certain moments where it seems like that's when it was kind of coming to. That's a head, when was it was around, starting. When like all of the stuff that she was doing over the years was starting to accumulate to a big bill mm. that he was going to see right, and then depending on how mean he was about this. I I have no idea. Right. So it's speculation, but it makes a lot of sense. Yes. Yeah. I don't think like I There's nothing, there's nothing in this case or anything that is alluding to that at all. It's just a thing. I think it was coming from when he told her family three years in, told his family three years in that Corey is having money issues because to me, that phrase alone is not that something that you cunt. say. That that's yeah, what that's, I'm saying. It's not a, something that you flag. say about your wife. You say we. You yeah. say we have money issues. There is no reason why your wife should have nothing and you have everything. Yeah. Ever. Especially yeah. if she's home taking care of kids so that you can go out and work, right? You like that's you don't your take job. Out your wife's dirty laundry on anybody, even your own family. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's where it comes from. It's unfounded whatsoever, but it's just a, something to think about. I think shit, is what I think. Well, they are Mormon. Sorry. <laughs> what? What? Ah, fucking what? got him. You know Take that, Joseph I Smith. Feel. You know how I feel. <laughs> um, on top of all of this... Oh, wait, so what? Uh, so he put... He, he took her out of the will... And visited a state lawyer to put a to make uh, put Behind all of, put all of the properties and everything basically uh, in his sister's name. Behind her back. Yes. Now again, if you're scared of someone poisoning you, this is exactly what you should do. But, Although, mm-hmm. if you tell them, 
then there's no motive for them to kill you, right? So he maybe should have said something, but he didn't because he was just like, because I'm just he's trying. Also to, done some shit. But he's also like, I'm just trying to divorce her. Like I actually, I kind of think she was poisoning me, but I don't know. But I'm just gonna like do everything I can to divorce. Because right? of all that THC when they were on vacation. Blue. God, the fucking devil's yeah, lettuce is going to be the downfall of America. <laughs> um, as an extra layer of protection, Eric transferred his partnership interest in his business to the trust and designed the trust as beneficiary uh, of his $500,000 life insurance policy. Uh, Corey did not find any of this out um, until a couple days after Eric's death. So he's, <laughs> she's at a meeting being like, what do I get? <laughs> and the family's like, oh, yeah, no, he took you off of everything. Don't you think that he would tell her, like, if he's worried about getting killed I think for if money, he, I, maybe he should have told her that again, he knew the policy? Again, if he would have told her, I think he would be alive today. Yeah. That's all. But, um... They were playing a game. This is like the Slim Shady shit in Do his you life. say that she changed the... Yeah, you say that later, right? Because mm-hmm. we're talking about this. So the partnership interest in the business, um, when we talk about that, we're saying he has a business partner in his masonry company, Cody. Okay. And they have a life insurance policy. But on top of that, they also have like an interest in. So like I think it was like 8 to 10% or what is it? Eight to ten percent would be transferred to her, and she would basically be a partner in the company if he died. Not like a controlling partner, but you would have like yeah. a small percentage of the company so that you could kind of be making money from it. That's what the partnership interest. That's different than the insurance policy that his business partners had. Him and his business partner had on each other. So on top of everything else, Eric su- uh, suspected that Corey was having an affair. Even though he didn't trust her and wanted out of the marriage, his main concern was their three sons. The thought of them growing up in a broken home was too much for him to bear, so he stayed with Corey and attempted to work through their problems. This selfless act on behalf of his sons. <laughs> right? Ready? Would cost him his life. Boom. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, Eric and his business partner, like I said, both had $2 million life and in, life insurance policies that listed the other person as the beneficiary. So if the one boys, of them, the boys, well, no, it's just a business thing that you do just for your business. You put a life on your, on each other. We, yeah, we all have it. So that, person, that so that if one person, so that if one person dies, have life insurance policies on us too. If one person dies, it just it the whole business doesn't like completely crumple, right? You yeah. have you're still making money from that partner. Okay. okay. Um. Corey wasn't happy that she wasn't the one getting the money in the event of Eric's untimely death. So in January of 2020, Corey secretly went online, which is also something that you should not be able to do. Corey went online and changed the policy for his business to herself as the beneficiary. Eric soon discovered the change. How did he discover the change? Insurance companies... (laughs) kind of alert you to any weird activity that's going on on your policy. So they'll be like, hey, Eric, what's up? 
Yeah, the wife. It's your life insurance. How are you? <laughs> so, did you mean to change this to your wife? And he's like, uh, fine. And like, again, thanks. And then like changed it back without her knowing. Like, God, how do you stay with this person? I don't know, but he did. Um, God damn it. Yeah. This is fucking insane. Right? Once Corey learned of him changing it, she secretly took out yet another life insurance policy on Eric, this time for $100,000. Um, on Valentine's Day in 2022, Corey surprised Eric by leaving a sandwich and a special love note on Aww. the seat of his truck. That's eat it all. Sweet. Don't forget to eat it all. Eat all of it. Eat all of it. <laughs> It's not, it's a new kind of meat, so it might taste weird at first, but power through and it will be good. <laughs> the sweet gesture soon turned sour when Eric bro- broke out into hives and began having difficulty breathing. <laughs> <laughs> luckily, luckily, Eric had his son's EpiPen and some Benadryl. Um, and was able to save his own life from the allergic reaction. I actually don't know what that was that they put in. God damn it. I don't know what that was that she put it. Why would he? Um, do you know what I mean? What What was the thing in the sandwich? It wasn't fentanyl. It wasn't whatever. Like, no, why I would was he curious break about that too. Into... My, my assumption about the situation, I couldn't she find any information. something he was allergic to or something yeah, the, and put the it in. The fact that at least one of their sons had an, an EpiPen, EpiPen around meant that there must have been some sort of like genetic. Inferior genes in the. Yeah, inferior in the... genes. Yeah. I mean, Mormon, so. <laughs> Uh, my guess yeah, yeah, was yeah. most likely some crushed up peanuts because peanut allergies are one of the most common allergies okay. out there. <laughs> okay. So she tried that. First she tried the drink and grease. Wasn't enough, right? Then she so, tried the sandwich. I want to know she what she put in the drink and grease that, that could make them that sick that fast. Instantly. And how would you find something like that in grease? You can't bring it on the plane. I'm wondering if it was like a like a little bit of antifreeze or something. You know what I mean? Where it's like not enough to kill you but to like make you super super sick i don't understand why they would have antifreeze and grease though because i don't antifreeze? think they've invented antifreeze. automobiles antifreeze. over there antifreeze over but there. you bring you think she got this whatever she was doing with it in greece or did she bring it there? i would think so i mean you can't you can't really bring you can't bring a bottle of water on a plane they're not gonna let you carry a gallon jug of don't you bring drugs in your fucking yeah, check-in fuck? it's called oh, yeah, you check I, in your I mean, fucking yeah your check bag dude. No, I, I check in all i have a bag just for drugs that i check in and then i have my clothes in the other one well i do i've got a bag for drugs that i take with me when i travel too but i keister it <laughs> oh you're dude dude you you're fucking just soft bro drugs. you're fucking yeah. soft dude i'm just being careful you can check drugs so, you know, I so don't I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what the, the what the drink was in Greece, but I don't know what would make you exactly immediately fucking <laughs> like fucking sick. Wait, can I tell dying? a story? My guess is it would be ouzo because that shit makes me throw up too. I know, gross. Dude. Is there anything fucking, fucking more disgusting? disgusting? Go ahead. This is way off topic, but sort of on topic. Okay. I got an Uber ride from a guy, and we were talking all the way here. And slowly the conversation broke us down and we were just talking about how to get drugs across the country. And he is a drug dealer. This guy, a full-time drug dealer. Who knew? And he was Did like, you get his number? No. He was Fuck. a drug dealer and an Uber driver? Yeah. 
It's like the best kind of friend Woo! that you could have. Yeah. No, so no, here's what he was what he was upset about is like that he's like, Oh, the main airports, you can't really send your drugs there anymore because it's not that you're gonna get caught. It's that everyone that works there is gonna take it knows there's drugs in every fucking case. So he's lost like twenty thousand dollars at a time in cash or drugs that are just in the check bags. Well, he's going to Vegas to party or going to L.A. to, to make some more deals. Well, he must make it very easy to find because, like, well, no, like the, you the have to dig through my shit to get to my drugs. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, you don't have you a lot. You literally he's, have his, to dig through ha- my shit. He has a bunch. The entire What'd you say? Bag. I said you literally have to dig through my shit to get. Oh yeah, get you to put my poop drugs. in yours, right? Yeah. No, I I put them in my asshole. Have you actually <laughs> keistered drugs before? Uh, Wait, we're don't, going off don't, the rails. Don't call me out like that. On did you have you actually done? Have that you though? Oh, like have, for I've real? Never, ever? The only thing that has ever been in my ass is a doctor's finger. He was my boyfriend. That's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that's yeah is a remote Light control, a remote a yeah, a remote control dildo that I have in right now. Uh, his dog has the remote. So Yeah, that jingles not the dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not the dog. That's Coop. That's your piggy piggy yeah. tail. <laughs> <laughs> right, He's like, that, ooh, that. sorry, that's my dog. <laughs> yeah. All right, fuck, that one got me. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Gotta do it one time, right? Um so yeah, he's got thankfully he's got his son's EpiPen, some Benadryl, and got through that. Um he was Jesus now concerned Christ. that his wife was for real. Trying to kill him. Worried that he didn't have much longer left to live, Eric told his family, like I said, in a serious way, not a joking, off the cuff, in a serious way, if anything happens to me, told his sister, told everything, if anything happens to me, I need you to look into Corey. Because shit is fucking weird. Damn. That also makes me suspicious of his family because if I ever told any of my yeah, yeah, like if I like, told my get the fuck out, you're it, staying here tonight. Yeah, if exactly. I told my mom or my sister that exactly. somebody that I was dating was trying to kill me, that person would end up dead like within the next week. End up my dead or would be like lunatic. police would be called immediately. You would be staying at their house. Like it would just be like, no, you're yeah. not going back there. So yeah, you're right, and that's what I'm saying too. Is like a lot of the information that we're getting is from the family that didn't like her, yeah. right? And they're saying he confided in us. Do we have recordings of this? No. Do we have text message of it? No. We literally have the sister or whoever saying he told me this. Yeah. Right. Combined with the power of our imaginations. Exactly. Which is maybe he had a all the up evidence family. I need. <laughs> Go to jail. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, uh, the day before Eric's death, uh, Corey met with a money lender to whom she owed nearly $2 million. Like what? What? Okay. That same day, she also spoke with a represent representative from the IRS who informed her that she had outstanding state and federal taxes totaling nearly $200,000. So how does she have it? And he doesn't. Okay. I'm sorry, my my remote control dildo is going off again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so she so uh, Corey met with a money lender to whom she owed nearly two, two million dollars. How is it that just she by herself owes him two million dollars? The well, money why, lender. Why would she need? And then why? Also, why would she need that much money though? Like how? 
what is she using all of this money for? That's one of the holes in this that, We're gonna have that to I can't seem to, to figure out. We're going to have to and wait for that to come out. But yeah, I think we have to do a follow-up. We've done the speculation, and then that same day she also spoke with a representative from the IRS who informed her that she had outstanding state and federal taxes totaling nearly $200,000. Again, how does she have that? And they don't have it. Why are they once not filing you get a joint married, tax return? You, once you get married, you file jointly. Yeah. So there's no reason why she would be, unless she has, unless they filed separately. But why? You can't actually do that. <laughs> like, if you're married. That's the whole point of it. Like, I don't even know if you're allowed to do that. Anyways, so now she has IRS debt. Why they both don't have it, I don't know. Their money shit is really fucked up. On top of the $2.2 million she owed to the lender and the IRS, she was also on the hook for the $550,000 she had stolen from Eric. She needed money, and she needed it fast. Again, feels weird that she's needing this money by herself and is able to owe that much without her husband knowing something's fucky and it's going to come out. At the urging of Eric's family, the police started to really investigate Eric's death. So, um, the police, like I said, uh, I think put suicide or accidental. I don't know if you have to put one thing on there. I think it's suicide. I don't know if there's accidental. There's like different things that you can put on autopsy, right? That basically closes the case. Yeah. And it's suicide, accidental. And then there's like undetermined and homicide, right? Mm-hmm. So they the the his family had to really like be on the police and urge them to look into this and tell them like, hey, we we are very suspicious. These are the things that made us think this. You need to look into his wife. Just look into it. We don't know, but look into it. Um, first responders also. Oh, uh. So the police were able to obtain uh, electronic devices from Corey. Once you get the cell phone, it's all fucking oh, over, right? Fuck. Also, first responders, before the family even came to them, they kind of knew something was up. So first responders noted that when they first arrived at the home uh, when Eric died, she said that she performed CPR, but it was clear to them that she didn't. There was still, like, pretty fresh blood that wasn't, like, disturbed at all. So you didn't do CPR, even though on the 911 call you said that you did. That's a number one. I mean, maybe we should do one show where, like, go through all the things that you have to do to get away with murder. Should I do one? Oh, God, I would love that. Where it's, like, literally all the things, one of which is... They ask you to do CPR on the phone. It's not because they think that you're going to be able to revive this person. It's because they want to see if you want to revive them. Is and that actually like one of the reasons actually, that they would they would do that in that situation? Yes, it's it's yes and no, but it is one of the things that they use. Like if I'm telling you to do this and you either don't do it or you one, two, three, say that you're doing it and you're not. That's like huge red flag. Well, and it's one of the notes that first responders make when they go like, does it look like this person was try? did the person that called 911 tried to revive them in any way? There was a case that we did a few episodes ago that was similar where they claimed to, to do some 
but they were on the air mattress. They're like, you couldn't do CPR couldn't on a do fucking it. air mattress. So like, there's that a couple of things guy. I could, I gas could, doctor. I could save oh, then there's been two episodes where that's happened. I could then. save you guys from jail time with a couple steps. <laughs> and that's one. It's one thing. So first responders are like first, first line of defense where they're looking around and they actually make note of what they see. If anything's weird, if anything's out of whatever, they are the first people that are going to make note of something. Then the detectives come in, they make note, whatever. And all these things together is circumstantial if they don't have a physical whatever. But that's one. It's almost like, you know, when you get pulled over and they're like, uh, look at or put your head back and like count to whatever. It's they want to like see if you have anything in your nose drug wise it's and then like things. any it's all for other things than what they're actually telling you to do um and that's kind of the cpr where they're like you like i'm gonna talk you through it you've got to do it and you can tell from their re the person's reaction or when you go to the scene they said they did it and they didn't jesse i think i know why that there's no more murders or serial killers or ladies killing their husbands anymore it's because they've all watched so much fucking true crime. That they're just they're not just getting, getting caught. They're just not getting caught. <laughs> they're getting away with it. I'm you know telling what, you, I, I could give you a fucking playbook can right we now. Do, can we do Talk a to Crime me. Corner episode that's Talk called to me. How to Get Away with Murdering Your Husband? That's that's what Jesse was just talking I about. Just saying, like I mean, together let's do one episode. An instructional episode. manual. You guys, I mean, you guys sound way too interested, it. but okay. I want to know. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah, I would, lo I would love that. Tell me. You're like, no, just kidding. That would um, be a great episode, though. Just saying. I have all. The, I have the tips and tricks. Um, Don't get on your bad side. That's what I learned right now. <laughs> Literally, just right Don't. now. So, <laughs> when the first responders <laughs> arrived, they noticed that she obviously did not do CPR, which they made note of. And then when they asked her where her husband's medications were, because he seemed like either he had some kind of, you know, it was an overdose or something. And he was, I think she might have said he was on medication or whatever. And they asked her where they were. Uh, she said, oh, the maid always puts them in weird places and we can never find them. Right? So they were like, hmm. And it's like all things, they're like all making note of it. And the Damn. detectives talk Maids to the first responder shit, and ask, I mean, that's... oh, for their medications? Yeah, for oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. No, no, not, maybe, the maybe not the medication. But yeah, when you can't find those pair of shorts that you thought you had, sure. But like medications <laughs> are like, if the maids are touching the medication, we've got a problem, right? Good point. Especially if they're Mexican. Statement. So... <laughs> <laughs> I definitely have something, somebody in my family, not my, my family, but someone that I know in the family that had a story about the maids stealing pills from them. Oh, God. It was the husband. Yeah, of course. Like, but it's those, always, always the husband. And it's always that wife that's blaming the maids, right? <laughs> the help. So... um she said, yeah, the maid always puts them in weird places. I can't find them. And they're like, can you, is there any, is there one? Like, we need to know what pills? he is taking. We need to know what he's prescribed. Like, what did he take? Anything? Um, she had also stated that she left her phone plugged in by the bed when she went to the kid's room the whole time. And her device showed that she had opened it and locked it many times and sent a couple since deleted messages back and forth. 
Also, the tracking on the phone, which is terrifying, but the tracking showed that she was going into different rooms throughout the house before the 3 a.m. call to 911. Doing a little cleanup. Well, just, I think, going back in and check, are you dead? <laughs> are you dead? Still, <laughs> you know what I mean? Dead? Like, honey, is honey, he dead still yet? dead? Dead enough? Okay, dead? good. Still dead. Uh, help me. Help. Nope, not Decker. Oh you know oh, what I mean? On, me, like, I'll go back in and read the kid another hang book, on, let me, I let guess. Let me go get you another Moscow mule. Yep, I guess I'll be sleeping still. <laughs> um, also, according to data retrieved from Corey's phone, she had contacted an acquaintance that uh, the court documents only name as CL several times in January asking for fentanyl tablets. Concerning mm. that fentanyl wouldn't be enough. So she first bought like $900 worth of fentanyl. Maybe she that On was paper? sandwich time. Maybe that was drink time. I don't know. She Dummy. Oh, and get this. She, and it was, she wrote a check mm-hmm. to buy it. And it was oh, pills. Bad. So it was like prescribed fentanyl probably i i don't know it wasn't um it wasn't the good stuff so maybe it didn't work um she then again contacted cl in february asking for what she referred to as some of the michael jackson stuff C- hey. cl was unable to get propofol which i actually thought I don't know why I thought the Michael Jackson stuff was fentanyl, but it was propofol, and I guess she wanted that because Michael Jackson was just given, like, one lethal. She wanted what killed Michael Jackson? She literally, in the text that they find in the phone, it said, can I have some of the Michael Jackson stuff? So clearly, clearly you're trying to kill someone, and also you're a fucking dork. You're a fucking idiot. Loser mom that doesn't actually know, like, what what you should say over text to a fucking drug dealer. What Acquaintance drug dealer. Um, and this is in, like, 2020? This is 2022. Jesus, dude. She should know by now these simple things. How would things. she know? Watching true crime or, or doing whatever mm. the shit is to like. By the way, don't this text, girl don't this call. girl has never watched true crime. She has done everything. All the wrong, wrong things. Yeah. All the life insurance policies, all the things that can like trace her back. It's like insane what I, she's. I want to have her back so bad, and I like I, I'm running out of options. I think you want to have what? Who back? I wanted to have her back. Like he was. A, you wanted to have her back. Yeah. But look now, look. I'm not saying that that stuff didn't happen, but she obviously did the 100% wrong thing and is, a, is like, not a good murderer, yeah. right? But I'm just saying, like, we don't know what her defense is going to be. We don't know we what don't know she's going to say fuck. is, like, her, like, some kind of abuse that was happening or something, which I'm sure is going to be her defense, the only thing I'm saying is that I don't think there was physical abuse or anything. I think that there may have been a little bit of financial abuse. And by the way, that's not enough to get you off. You don't get to kill someone for, for you don't get for to kill financial someone. abuse. No, no, no. Yeah. So, what if he was trying to kill her too, but he actually watches our show? The other thing I thought too. <laughs> the fan. other thing I thought too is like he could be gone girling her. I mean, he plants all the seeds. 
tells the sister this, tells us whatever this, and yeah. then fucking takes a bunch of fentanyl and fucking who's fucking to say that he up. wasn't on her phone asking the fucking guy, right? Like Good there's point. gonna be a lot Good of things point. in this case that like I think she may be able to like turn. I don't know. But Damn. he's gonna have his entire family over there and she's not gonna have anybody and that might be hard, right? Um so she's asking for the Michael Jackson stuff. Uh, which I forgot actually, Coop was propofol. Mm-hmm. I thought it was, I don't know why I just was thought like, was oh yeah, that's fentanyl. fentanyl. Yeah, yeah, of course. Was, uh, they call it uh, milk of amnesia. But I can think. you take that orally, propofol, or would it have it's to anally, be in- right? injected? Uh, yeah, injected anally. Joel's right. No, but for real. No, I'm, you can't get I'm, pill form of that, right? No, so, like, what is a, she even? That's an injection for sure. And there's no. So way I don't that... even think she knows what she's asking for. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, bud. So wasn't able to get propofol, obviously, but uh, instead supplied Corey with a lethal quality quantity of fentanyl tablets. And on March 3rd, 2022, Corey allegedly crushed up the tablets and mixed them in with the Moscow mule she made for Eric the night before his death. And um, actually, did she get tablets the second time? So I think the first time she got tablets, the second time she got street fentanyl. Which is like, isn't that still in tablet form? I think it's more it's like, like it almost powder. looks like pow- like, like a cocaine. powder. That's why people like think that they're getting cocaine or something or heroin, and they're actually getting fentanyl. So mm-hmm. I think it was like that, and so she was able to put like the tiniest amount that ended up being like five times. I think, according to the autopsy, it was like street, yeah, street the- grade. Five times gangsta shit fentanyl because like again fentanyl pills I'm sure like cut with something else and measured in a certain way where if it's mixed with probably heroin or whatever they I have no idea because I yeah never... there definitely is a difference between the medical yes. grade fentanyl and and the street yes. fentanyl um so Corey's actions following Eric's death support his family's suspicion that she was responsible for his murder on March 4th. Only a matter of hours after her husband's death, Corey threw a lavish party at their brand new $2 million home. As the guests drank and celebrated Corey's new home, they were unaware that earlier that day, her husband had died Uh, in their other house, not that house. But upon learning of the party, Eric's sister, Katie confronted Corey uh, so now they have like some weird uh, succession style, like the sisters coming to the murdering wife's mm-hmm. party and being like, what the fuck? And the two women had a heated argument with Katie threatening Corey and promising that she would get her kicked out of the family home. The two women got into yet another fight on March 6th when Katie found out that Corey had hired a locksmith to break into Eric's personal safe, which contained around $150,000. Jesus Christ. Follow the money. You'll find the murderer. When Katie confronted her, Corey became enraged and attacked her, punching Katie in the face and neck. Maybe she's just white trash. That's that's what I've been saying the whole time. That's a fucking weird way to fucking handle that. Yeah. 
She's just crazy, dude. It's Eminem's wife. And remember, I mean, we're saying Katie and Corey back and forth, but remember Katie is Eric's sister. Katie's the sister he, and Corey is the wife. That they're very close. He's confiding in her about his wife trying to kill him and changing the beneficiary of his will and all estate and assets to her. So they have an interesting relationship, yeah. Mormon. Um, Do you think he was banging his sister? Still convicted. <laughs> I can't even go. I can't even speculate anymore. We are going to have to do an update. This is like all we know. She was literally just arrested last month on the 9th, but still, still convinced that Corey was responsible for her brother's death. What? Still. Oh, yeah, yeah. Katie, Katie Richens Benson. My God, it just rolls off. It just rolls off the tongue. Isn't it a beautiful name? Katie Richens Benson hired a private investigator to follow Corey. The PI would sit outside of Corey's home watching her actions and questioning neighbors about possible suspicion, suspicious activities in the home. Upset that she was being surveilled, Corey filed a lawsuit with the court attempting to have Katie removed as the trustee of Eric's estate. And from what I can understand, she was using the fact that Katie hired the private investigator as a, a reason to have her removed as the, the trustee. Yeah, because I'm sure as soon as she found out at that family meeting where she was like, what? I'm sure she wanted to do it at that point. But then that makes you look real suspicious. Real suspicious, yeah. So let me write a grief book first, and then I'll sue <laughs> my dead husband's sister for all my money back <laughs> that I worked hard for. I got street fentanyl. You know how hard How would is? I even, I mean, that's a hard job. I can't, I would, if you asked me to do this right now, like I would I'd not in a million years know how to do it. Get fentanyl? Get street as far fentanyl. as I know, like the only way to get it is on accident. Like who buys yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like who, who can get straight, like kill you fentanyl like from a rich acquaintance in this town. Do you know what I mean? Wait, also, like, why did she have why did she have a friend or an acquaintance that now look, was able to get fentanyl? That we all have, right? So I think it probably okay, started we with like do, a, but we're not Mormon. Right, but I think it started with like, hey, I need and I did actually, now that I'm it did start with like, hey, um my husband like pulled his Pulled something or whatever. Do you have any Vicodin? So it started with Vicodin, and then she slowly, oh, okay. just like we all do, huh? Boom. You build it up, and then you build it slow, it up. you slowly build it up to like, hey, can I get like some kill you fentanyl? <laughs> and the guy's like, what? Oh, okay. okay. And who knows what she was doing for it? Start with the Vicodin. You go to the Percocet. Move up to the morphine. If you no, can you first it, go, go like, oh my gosh, do you have any um, like eight hundred ibuprofen or something? Uh, and then you kind of like Tylenol threes. Just Tylenol. I'm like not feeling good. And then you kind of go uh, and you bump it, <laughs> bump it up from there, right? Form the relationship. Yeah. What do you really have, right? Well, you got to test the waters. Yeah, uh, yeah You yeah. don't when you go to you a don't want to start dealer, off with just... Michael Jackson stuff. Exactly. You got to yeah. work your way up to <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. V is still my favorite thing. Vicodin, hmm? Vicodin and vodka. Woo. Dude, is it not? Actually, I like Vicodin and coffee. That's like the best combo of all time. Ooh, uppers and downers. That's the best comedian that. killer right the there. The fucking hippie eight ball, dude. <laughs> um, and just sit at the coffee shop fucking smoking cigs and talking about life. <laughs> dude, that was the best. That was the best. 
Um, so on April, uh, April 6, 2023, Corey Richens made an appearance on the KTVX TV, the local Salt Lake City, which we played already. Um, I like how you quoted her. Can I, we'll just revisit really quick because like this sentence is awesome. It took us all by shock. <laughs> I think one person in that I'm situation an author. wasn't shocked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm an author. Taking someone by shock is a real thing that people say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it took us all by shock. My kids and I kind of um, wrote this book on the different emotions and um, <laughs> like grieving processes that we experienced last year you know um like hoping that it can kind of um help other kids deal with this and find happiness some way or another author so finally on may (laughs) finally on may 8th 2023 Corey richens the worst name and woman of all time was arrested on charges of aggravated murder and three counts of possession of controlled michael jackson substance (laughs) with intent to distribute as of Jesus juice as of recording this episode she has not entered a plea deal and is due in court on June 12th oh is that true Mm -hmm. neither her nor her attorney has made a public statement or responded to anyone for comment including us I called him um I think she did it I don't know if that's I don't know if that's under I don't know if we're debating that for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure um, that that part of it's I think there's actually hard hard evidence, not just circumstantial. But I love I love Joel that you were keeping no, but I I know I know I I love Joel that you were keeping. Mm -hmm. And that's a hot take, Joel. Mm -hmm. And, and you're gonna get a lot of you're gonna get a lot of backlash for that. <laughs> and I think uh, he deserved it too. Okay, now that's okay, a hot that, take. Yeah, that's a hot now take. Now that's a hot take. But I don't think I'm not sure go saying to Joel earlier, but like I'm not sure um what hurt if she's gonna go to trial, like what defense she's gonna go with, right? So it could be financial abuse. She could even be like he was trying to gone girl me. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Right. Were you here for? Yeah. So like, she. There's She's no gonna, proof. There's no proof that she actually was the one that was sending those messages, right? Like, to yeah. The he drug, was using her there's phone. There's no. To get him, get, and he, the only witnesses they have that are going to testify are his family that hate her. And I don't know what defense she might use, but she's it could use the be Dr. something. Defense. It could be something like that. What she's going to? They were slap always, a reporter. They were always financially abusive from the family to him, and she wanted to leave or something. He didn't want her to, and he, you know, planted these seeds. I mean, there's all these. So what would he have to gain by staging his own murder, though? He didn't. I'm trying to think of her. No, look, this bitch fucking did it. Let's be <laughs> let's be clear. I'm just trying, trying to, to think. I'm just trying to think because we're not even gonna hear what her if what she's pleading, like what she's wanting to do, mm-hmm. her her who her attorney is even. So we're not even going to hear that. So now, this portion of the show is like, if it was you, what would your defense be? You know what I mean? Like, because she's gonna come up with something. 
Is it abuse? Is it he was he was actually trying to I make think- her look? He took the fentanyl. He sent those texts. He committed suicide, and he wanted to make he wanted, wanted to get get her one last time and blame her for his. Suicide. I don't know what could she say. There's no real. The only realistic thing that I can think of is it uh, the abuse, Gone Girl situation. Like, yeah, she. Gone or, girl, no, sorry, not Gone Girl. She. It's the financial abuse. Abuse. Where she's or she use could that even as, say she could even say physical, mental, all of that because mm-hmm. we don't know, right? Yeah. So she can kind of start with that as evidence, and then build kind of a Menendez trial, right? There's like no way she that she's going to clear herself of murder. No. Uh, like, but she could get it downgraded to, no, it wouldn't even be manslaughter at that point. No, but, but I think there could is claim certain... claim self-defense to a certain degree. Yes, and there is certain laws, thankfully, in place now that if you are being abused for a, a very long period of time, actually abused. Yeah. Not just withheld I nail... Think- you know, pedicure money. But <laughs> I think she's going to go into the courthouse and be like, I started this gangster shit. That's the motherfucking thanks I get. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You think bitch. so? You I think so? That motherfucker, like, put now, Joel's available for, for fucking counsel <laughs> if you want to lose. I think they were trying to kill each other the whole time and had this super toxic relationship that was building and building and I building. Don't know. And they both wanted to win. I don't know. And I've, she won. And she's going to take it to the grave. I really don't know, but, like, this case in particular made me want to do a, like... <laughs> I've done it. V&V? Have you? For fun? Not uh, not on purpose. I don't think anybody does. Nobody does it on purpose, right? Yeah. But, yeah, I didn't like it, like, at all. It was, in, like it was in the hospital, morphine. so I wasn't in street, oh, so there was whatever. Like the, the but, like, I did stuff. not like it. That's the way Even I feel about that. Dilaudid. Yes. Like any time that I've gotten a shot of Dilaudid, I'm like, nah, this is this is too much. I can't party I on this. I just Why do you bed. get that? What's that? Oh, I got it when I fucked up my back a couple times. And is that more fucked than... Fucked up my back, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, doc. <laughs> uh, uh, my back's so I'm sore. I'm really hurt. You got any uh, Tylenol yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. or maybe something a little stronger? <laughs> is that the same doctor that was fingering your butthole? Um, what, yeah. Your ex- oh, yeah, no, that, that's, you that's that I, that's yeah, you were dating? Yeah, that you were dating? Is Dilaudid like... More hardcore than fentanyl? No, no, it's oh, okay. it's below fentanyl. Fentanyl is oh, okay. the uh, like the strongest painkiller. Yeah, on the no, market. it's like so it's like Dilaudid and then fentanyl. Well, I mean, I guess propofol probably falls in, in the middle somewhere. You, any painkiller? I'm give not it to sure me. you do. I, love it. I don't know if you do. I'm telling you, fentanyl is or Dilaudid or whatever. Like, I want to try even it. hardcore like oxycotton and shit. Like, it's love oxy. Only time that I've ever done oxycotton, I I threw up like yeah. within an hour. Bitches, it's one of those things that you have to do all the time or never. Well, no, right? I didn't mix it in water because I'm not a bitch, Joel. I took it straight. Well, no, because the oxys and Vicodin and he all those painkillers. Stuck it in, he stuck come. it in his eye, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking crushed it up and just put it in his eye because he's not a fucking bitch. Yeah, okay, Joel. Okay. All right. Um, but yeah, there's no there's no question that she did it. Uh. But again, this this episode makes me want to do the fucking checklist for getting away with murder. Like, we do have we to do, do that, that I, next? I think we definitely yes. have to do that episode. And we can uh, we can cite like different cases that show you know that show that it's true. But like, it is a playbook that if you are able to do it, there was even a cup. There was a couple things she could have done. To get away with it. And one of which, by the way, is laying fucking low, dummy. 
Don't write a book. Don't go on the interview. Don't fucking like. Don't start grabbing sue. for the don't money right sue away. Don't sue ever. Don't strike. Start grabbing for the money right yeah. away. Exactly. Like you have to be patient. You have to take some time and yeah, and you know, put on the well, whole grieving widow show. Well, we're the the people are gonna. Ruben's murder, gonna tell murder us. Lightning's playbook. Ooh. Oh, the other one. The other yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. Murder like Lightning's that. playbook. I like that. I like that. Or just like um. How to kill your How to kill your Jesse husband Weisman. and get away get away with it by Jesse Wiseman. <laughs> <laughs> Sub, How to kill Ross and get Yes, subtitle, don't worry, Ross, you don't make enough money. <laughs> Would that be a good one? Oh, burn. Oh, burn. <laughs> don't worry, he doesn't listen this far anyway. <laughs> I wonder if that has anything to do with uh, why you want to off him. Oh, yeah. Why I would want to? She would never want to. Do no, that. Th- theoretically, she loves her husband. Well, I I know that. Yeah, but, but if, if he she made was going to. Well, if he made more, it's on the table. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I'm going to do it. I'm just saying, like, it's completely off the table right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. You're going to keep helping build the company by yourself, doing most of the work. Once you get him to the point when he's making enough right. money. Then it goes Bye, on the. T- does it go on the table? Do I do, do I do well, anything about it? No, but it's on the table. We can put it. We can put it this way. It opens up some options. Yeah. Perfect. It opens up some yeah. options in the same way that your butthole opens up when you prolapse. Woo!